What is up, everyone? This is Sarah G, and it is Gen Z Gap. Let's get into it. This week has been a very chaotic week, like it's always been for me, but I'm going to touch on everything that I usually do and some new things that happened to me this week and just the irony of my life and as well as just Monday Mood is me reminding everyone to go out and vote, especially Gen Z. We are the voice and if I don't use my voice, I'm not trying to make this super political, but if we don't do our part, then we're not going to get the rights that people need, especially with how harrowing it is. And if you haven't had a chance, check out Beto O'Rourke's reel, because that gives so much insight to what's going on now. No, it's not him speaking. It's the public, and it's very insightful. I'm not going to get into too much, but just consider that. And a woman, as a person identifying as a woman, as birth people, you know exactly what I mean. So let's just dive in and remember November 8th vote, if you haven't already. So as we go on into this, I saw... Gianmarco Sorensi this week, who is actually one of my internet friends that I met through very subtle comedians and on TikTok, but he is phenomenal. If you have not gotten the chance to check him out, go and do that. And he plays at clubs all over New York. That's where he's based right now. And I bet he has some shows in LA. Pretty much he's as usual, the self-deprecation type comic that says nobody thinks that his shows are funny and he sells out every time, which is good. Uh, I've known him for about a year and it was great to finally see him uh, chat with you. Funny story though, and this is something that is just, I think, hilarious to me because I actually kind of know him. And I say kind of, John, John, people keep saying different things, but I should have asked you right then and there because I should know how to pronounce your name. But this is a so typical, I should say, probably performer life. But, okay, so there's Keys Cafe in Minnesota. Uh, Not surprising that everybody needs to try it by the time that you get here, if you're visiting here anytime. That being said, of course, Marco, you are getting Keys Cafe right before your set, even though you are at a place that serves food. Again, the irony, I get it. And then here's the thing. I'm not saying that bars might be less expensive or more. I don't know too much, but this is where my brain goes. Keys can be expensive depending on what you get. Also, I'm not sure if you're supposed to have things with like dairy before your comic thing. Again, I don't know anything. I barely have dipped my toes in. But yes, of course, I see walking in with my mom to the bar, John Margo, getting his food. And here's the thing. I knew you were tall. And I know you've made prey mantis jokes. But of course, when I'm looking in the window looking to see like who that is, even though I think I know who it is, I have a thought occur to me, and I'm not proud of this at all. Who's that prey mantis looking guy? Oh wait, that's I know that guy. Oh crap, I that is the first thing I think of when I'm meeting him for the first time in real life. Anyway, go and get your tickets for him. I bought his merch. You should buy his merch. His merch is hilarious wet or crunchy. It has to do with an air conditioner and bodily fluids. 
he can you can check out his set where he mentions it constantly aside from being a child of divorce and also being a cashew i relate to a lot of his catholic jokes as an irish catholic kid not really practicing but the point is the more that you can just see him and all the other great performers they vibe well they have relatability so yeah go and check him out as well as just any of his shows, I give him two thumbs up. Obviously, I could give him more, but I mean, I only have two actual thumbs. So yeah, moving on from that. Also, you should know that he has his own podcast called The Downside that I listen to with a variety of comics from all over places. I think I've mentioned this in the past, as well as, yeah, just know that I have had a lot of weird interactions with celebs, which by the way, I know he's considered one, but I don't really think he's one because he knows me. So I feel like celebs don't really know me. And I know random people, but you know what I mean. Uh, but I'm at Pentatonics. I'm pretty sure. I did my mom's benefit for Pacer Center. Thinking of my mom's boss, Paula, always. It was very emotional for me in a whole different way. I was always looking for her to give me my cheat sheet of everyone I knew, but I haven't seen for three years. And then it was just like she was gone. She always snuck up behind me to tell me who everyone was and have a conversation. I'm just a really personable person, dearly missed. I still carry with me all the things she taught me about kindness and just kind of being there for people, advocacy for yourself and others, just all great things. If you don't know about Paula Goldberg, go in, Google her, check her out. She's phenomenal, though. Yeah, still miss her dearly, like many of others, but I could definitely feel her spirit was there. But anyway, going back to my pentatonic story. So I do some raffle help with my mom for her work, and let's just say I'm pretty sure pentatonic was buying just cash versions of the raffle tickets, didn't win anything. They were running around, well, not running around, but they were walking around before, like, auction stuff went or things that you can, like, bid on. And other people that my mom works with has had the same thing, and it was confirmed by someone that that did happen. Here's the thing. The irony of it all, and I know I'm speaking kind of vague, but that's just how it is. The irony of it all is I've been a fan of them since 2011, 2012, you know, when they first coming out pretty much since like 12 year old 13 year old me has been listening to them for the past how many years I know them I know what they look like and again I think it's more just because when you see them as a whole group it's like yeah you you put it together and separate people and they're so good at flying under the radar more which is nice like I'm not judging but my brain goes as I see Christian she's on stage and singing phenomenally and all of a sudden I put it together and I say to my mom I don't even know anymore what name or what place and we went through but anyway we got confirmation something might have happened and there's the irony in my life I don't really realize it I treat everyone like they're important I try to be as polite and pleasant as possible service with a smile but I'm obviously kicking myself a little bit just because not because I was going to be all fangirl or, you know, starstruck, but it would have just, I think it would have been more meaningful if I really had it hit me, but I guess not. And that just goes to show people are people, but I know it's kind of weird to say it like that, but anyway, they did a great job. 
Thank you for performing for the benefit, if any of them wind up listening to this. And for more people who are curious about what Paysage Center is, search it online, aside from the National Bullying Prevention Month. But yeah, it's very interesting how, like, I've had celeb encounters, aside from though the time that I did meet Demi, like I said back then, um, and that was way more of a thing that I got invited to. You can check out that story. But it's just so weird because it's like at this point, get pretty unfazed. I'm not saying that I won't. I mean, I bet we can all have moments. I just meant that it's kind of funny how unfazed I get by things or just not notice. But partially that's ADHD. And another part is I have to treat everyone like they're the most important person, which is good for a variety of reasons, especially when you're in something like that. So, yeah. If you're ever in a situation like that, please go to these little things that I just mentioned where, you know, it's not that hard to be just civil nice and give people their ticket and they can move on. And it's not even being fake or anything. It's just how it is. And most people are in good moods. It's until later when you're trying to pick up their biddings or winnings where they say service is terrible or I give them wrong information even though they make it look like they already got their paper or whatever. So there's just a lot going on and it becomes like a zoo. And I love how my parents, well, not, not actually this, but this is a joke. You love how your parents put you in charge of like the simplest thing and of course it blows up in your face. Yeah, that was what I was in charge of. The simplest thing, just leading people to stop or go through the door after they got their invoices. But yes, it's always way more complicated than it seems. Also, I want to touch a lot on the Selena Gomez documentary, because we need to get into that. I have not finished it yet. I think, you know, she's been through a lot. The people around her have been through a lot. I'm not going to say too much on the whole Francia Rizia thing, because personally, I think that we should see it from both sides. It is not a black and white thing. Selena-nators should not be, I'm a big Selena fan, but we should not be going after Francia for anything, really. And I know that people will give me flack for this, but it's true. I just think that we're better off kind of just leaving that part alone, not making too many comments or, or criticisms based off of that. Nobody really knows. Yes, she put it out there. But again, it's just, it's kind of her whole last seven years. And a lot of this is she's deserving to share her story and be vulnerable. And it's great. But I think when it comes down to just the kidney part, there is literally two sides to the story. That's all I'm going to say. The rest is very much, I'd say, pretty, so far from what I've gotten, pretty uh, non-confrontational, um, non not very uh, it's pretty objective it's pretty it's pretty well-rounded is the best way to put it I think it gives an insight for anyone who's at family that struggles with a lot of mental health stuff aside from just you know which I hate to say just typical but I think it just sheds a light on what bipolar really is and a lot of those other misunderstood mental illnesses so yeah I am going to try to finish it and I think that for different people it can be you know a journey to watch I think it might take a little longer I definitely want to finish it because I've been a fan forever but again it, it can just gonna say it there are probably aspects that might not be, you know, for everyone, and that's fine, too. But she is so amazing, at least in her articulation and the way that she's at least talking about how she wants to do more philanthropy. 
So, yeah, I wish nothing but the best for her and all the people that are in her corner. Now, moving on to more of my typical, you know, talks of the week. It is time to talk yet again about the favorite Grey's Anatomy. Yes, parallels. Yes, all the fun stuff. Abbott Elementary, you know, we keep going up with our little rundowns every single week. But. Before that, I was on a live yesterday where I found out someone that I know is starting a podcast, so we clap for you, Hazel! Yeah! Anyway, uh, as I've said, if anybody's starting to do their own podcast, I know it's only been about six months for me. I am still working on my own ways of strategizing, monetizing, you know, But without it being like my sole focus, because we don't need that. We don't need that energy. I am only speaking about this real, realistically right now, just because I know so many others probably are in the same position as me. Don't worry about, like, I freak out over, like, some things like uh, not getting sponsorship, not getting enough views, not getting enough listeners. It'll come. It's hard when you're being stone cold organic growth and not somebody who's had a bunch of influencer friends or have like producer friends. Just that I'm not saying that people haven't worked hard, but it's just a lot. Again, I'm emphasizing a lot harder when you're doing it on your own and when you don't have as many guests or people lined up. But please, if this has been a dream of yours like it was for me, continue to keep going forward. Even today, it's been hard to get through this one. I don't know how long it will be. I have, again, the plans are now, but sometimes you just go F it. You fuck off from all of the stuff and you go rogue and you can't quite figure out what the next step is between the notes and the this and the that. You can also, again, search online for tips and tricks, but that doesn't always help either. And I speak from that also with the whole, again, I was with an agency from TikTok that was a third-party agency, made my views go down. The person that was in charge of me was very controlling, very much not helpful, and it sucks, but it was all about how much monetization could I get. They didn't want me to be clickbaity, even though I wasn't, but then all the stuff that they wanted me to actually do more of, it became clickbait. And now I'm trying to just find the balance, and I don't think that that always really works out in the end. It's constant mind games where you're going, what the hell is going on here? And I know I say this every week, but it's true. So please don't get discouraged if you're doing one. I understand mental health is a big thing right now, especially in the winter season coming up. But if you're someone who just starts, please just know it might take a while. And that's okay. You can, you know, I advertise, you know, two to five days a week. I try my best to get out as much stuff, but I also am trying to make sure that I now have a job. I have some other responsibilities. It is going to take some time, but, you know, it's not one of those. I'm not going to give you those, like, indoctrines or those, you know, crazy speeches about why you got to not quit, like, those toxicness that goes along with some of that mentality. 
because we don't need that. This is supposed to be you. It's supposed to share your own perspective on the world. So I thought that that was um, just something that I decided to share with all you beginners out there because, again, I don't really know where to go. I will also say that I'm posting these on Patreon. They're a little slow, the video ones, but please make sure to check out my Patreon page where you'll get full unedited versions and content from me. $3, not that much. And but yeah, we will do more talk about that later. But as I segue into the other things, I just want to say once again, thank you to all that listen and take time to really enjoy this. Can you tell me if there's anything you want to hear or anything you wanted me to try to talk about more. I can do mental illness, but the problem is that when you talk about your own, I think it's just like so much has been focused on it. Again, having anxiety, depression, and ADHD, I think that that's a constant battle for me and that I always talk about. But again, I just want to emphasize you are not alone. And there are some good podcasts. Liz Plank does one, who's from Man Enough. Scout Sobel, who's the emotional entrepreneur. She and her sister also, Maddie Mayo, Mayo. Uh, have a okay sis got it from my mama where they talk about a lot of other things there's just so many different ones out there I will also say what the actual fork is a great one Sam Privet there are so many good ones out there for different reasons whether it's mental health food health all that stuff just intuitive eating like I said is one of my favorite things to do because it really helps get out of that mindset Die culture rebel and people can say why are you suggesting all this well the thing is that the reason i'm doing a lot of the dietitians even though it's a little different because it might have more to do with disordered eating but that still has stuff to do with your own depression and anxiety and surrounding of things and given that we live in a culture that's trying to go back to heroin chic by the way when you're old gen c you still did not escape some of that and you're never gonna escape it and now when you're like 25 you're really unpacking the whole thing which i'm not 25 yet but i start to think through all the things like again just how problematic it's always been and even though it seems to be you have getting a little bit better it's still not completely 100 percent there also, I want to say people commenting on the Kardashians' little kids, anything that they're wearing for, like, their former Halloween stuff, just don't, regardless of whether you're trying to protect them. Keep in mind these kids are literal children, and we shouldn't even be commenting on their Halloween costume or saying how grown up they are, even if you don't really mean any malice about it. I just wanted to specify that again because we have constantly become too comfortable with making fun of kids or doing things with kids. And again, I'm saying doing things with kids in the sense of just like having them in your videos and whatnot. And I think Mom Uncharted, like I said, does a great job of breaking that down. And I just wanted to emphasize that yet again because I think we think like especially like Kardashian kids are completely like okay to do that stuff and make judgments and critiques and it's like a lot of these kids are still under 10 so let's just not we can be a little more critical of their parents but aside from that we shouldn't really care again we have to be careful because I say this 
as unfortunately Aaron Carter passed away, and he's another great example of why we should not be pushing these kids to go into influencing child acting kind of stuff because there's just so much layers that go in the mental health the instability and even if you want to act as a kid there just needs to be more again precautions or even influencing precautions you don't have to show your kids on for everything again Danny loves pasta is it a great example never shares his daughter's name never shares her face calls her by her nickname. There are so many good parents out there that do very similar stuff. And I just want to say once again, it's, yes, your kid might want to be in the video, but it's your job to do things like that to protect them. So just thought I'd share that one last time because I think we don't always understand the caliber that we have at what level it is. And when even former child stars have said the things and yet we ignore it. So, yeah, uh, rest in paradise. I only really remember him from Lizzie McGuire. I want candy Christmas episode, but that doesn't mean that he he didn't have more. I know that he did a lot of other music and Backstreet Boys. So I just meant that when I was, as again, older Gen Z, I don't know as much about him. And, and I know more of his sad decline and the demons that he was fighting that, you know, should be held more responsible for the people that were in charge of protecting him. Like I said, Lindsay Lohan's another prime example of that. Paris Hilton, we all know those stories. So just thought I'd mention that quickly. And now moving on to a more cheerful subject, because Abbott Elementary is always that. I'm always up for talking about it. But we all know who the villain is, and it has just gotten interesting. Not surprising, though, because Leslie Odom Jr., played the villain in Hamilton, but he plays Barbara's former student. And it just, it, it's got so many layers. Things are getting really interesting. And he doesn't even realize what he's doing is so wrong, which is, uh, Tariq was back, which again, having Gregory and Janine have some moments together and seeing how well he even knows her, even though he's, he's like, there, there's vibes between each other there. But he, even as one of her best friends, like newer best friends, guy friend, he knows more, which isn't surprising, but he's known her for barely a year. And in the 10 years that she knew, it just shows again, again, know your worth, stand up. I know it's a lot harder than it seems. I know that you don't and can't always see it. Like, again, you make stupid choices sometimes because you want to believe that this person is fucking better than they actually are. And a lot of the times their freaking ego is bigger than it needs to be. And you see that within all these douchebags in Hollywood or whatever. Because at the end of the day, we're all learning that stuff. Especially in the 15 to 30 range. People talk about that all the time. So, yeah. But as I kept watching it, I just see, I'm so glad she's growing more. She's becoming more assertive. She's willing to just, you know, say more what she feels, Janine. So I think that that's great. And I just love the whole cast again. They work like a well-oiled machine. They are just, yeah, they just, they can 
they vibe well, they play off each other well, everything. It definitely feels like a community. And I say that constantly every week, but I just want to say that again. And of course, you never mess with Melissa or Barbara because you know that they are going to tell you when you're doing something wrong. Yes, Barbara is more the mother hen. But yeah, you know that if you're in trouble and call either of them, they will be there to help you out. And, you know, just even if it seems like judgment, they're really not judging as hard as you seem. Yeah, I would say it's very sad that a lot of these shows are going to go into fall break. So I will have less to talk about in that time. But, you know, it's good. Everyone deserves a little time off. I hope that they do the Scholastic School thing again, book fair, traveling, book fair, like they did last fall, uh, last spring, sorry. And yeah, so hopefully that, I just wanted to gush a little bit about it again. And as we move on to the final little thing with Grey's Anatomy, this is going to be a shorter podcast this week just because of everything going on, plus daylight savings, you know, it's you get your job done and you want to put out a great product and you want to be fair to yourself and audience members. Again, I'm just speaking that spitting out the facts again, in case you're just nervous for how it's going to affect your schedule. And I say this again, cause I know so many people are starting their new podcast. So it's okay that it's not an hour or so long. Honestly, I'd say anywhere between 15 minutes and 60 minutes is a perfect podcast timeline. So, I know, you want me to get on with Grace. Here's the thing. It is an episode, again, everyone needs to watch because not just because Addie's in it, not just because Kate Walsh is in it, but just because it touches on so many issues that need to be talked about. And it's what better way than to do it right the week before you're supposed to vote And I think that's very telling. I also think that we need to discuss more, again, how much of the parallels is going on between this class and the OG class. But I also just want to say that if anybody is listening from that cast, please, somebody write Lucas, like, some sort of break. Because I'm sorry, After this week, seeing him on daddy daycare or dad duty, it was like, the kid is trying to make it. He's in probably the lower bracket of interns. Like, you know who's the repeaters and not, and who are the people might have been that got really good scores and stuff. And just the more time that you spend and see, he's way more like Jackson and Alex, where he's got some natural ability. He's pretty good. He just might not be the smartest, like, or the best test taker, but that's not a bad thing. He just needs to work on stuff, and the fact that you're constantly putting him in the middle or following him around, again, it's disgusting the relationship people are actually thinking, but if you think about it, even if you try to correct, it doesn't go in a good way either. And the fact of the matter is, he's got more than just one aunt at that hospital, and Everyone freaking owns that hospital. His uncle owned it, was his aunt, and then now they have all these other doctors coming in from around the world that have connections to him. And even though he doesn't have Shepard in his last name, people know who he belongs to. And I guess the scene that made me so mad this week was just 
I completely agree as someone who has way younger cousins. If I have a kid a 911 text and that there's an accident, like I go to the worst thing. And yes, Scout needed new clothes. But the problem is that that should not have to interfere with that person's education. And I say that because people are going to disagree with me. There are group chats going around, but that's true. Literally everyone in that hospital has connections to Amelia. I mean, half of them are related, but they could have texted literally anyone else. And I know that that's not the way that conflicts and shows go, but I just logically speaking, and I know that there's not a lot of logic and that's where we feel. But I think as the kid, he's kind of misunderstood in the family. I so again, relate to him doing and saying these things about like how it's like a curse or you feel like you're just getting watched every minute and you know, you have an overbearing family members at times. And I think that that's also telling And I just want to applaud, like, anyone who ever feels like a specific character, there's probably a good reason. But I also want to just, again, give a shout-out to all the actors that are doing a great job and willing to, you know, tackle these really hard storylines, whether it be fertility, abortion, all all those sort of things— Um, reproductive rights, whether it be Alzheimer's or uh, Parkinson's, the neurological, mental health. There is so many things that you could relate to, and I think that that's why I continue to watch it. As much as I was in and out like anyone else who's been more of a fan since the beginning, even though I was eight when it first started, seven— but, you know, you've watched and kept up with it throughout on and off sporadically. So I just I wanted to say that and that I hope you listen to it next week. Hit like subscribe, comment below. Make sure that you follow TikTok, Instagram, Gen Z Gab. We will gab and go soon. And bye. Bye.